Hey, Ash. Hey, Taryn. Um, we're not alone today. We're, we're not alone today. We observe it. Well, everyone on YouTube like, is like, no, yeah. I feel like that's like, uh, like I was going to start going into like a sermon. You're normal. You're not alone. <laughs> Why are we not alone, Ash? Because uh, we have some guests here on the podcast. For those of you that don't know, I we never have guests on the podcast. We went through a season of it and we were like, this isn't for us. We're, we work better alone. But it's not that we work better alone. We're just lazy. Well, yeah. It so takes true. a lot of work to, to plan to do a collab, which obviously us and our guests have been talking about doing this collab for mm-hmm. almost a year now. I was thinking about that. The first time I met you guys was about a year ago. This is The Confident Collective. Um, and we are we have been talking about <laughs> doing this collab since we first met, which was at a Nest event. Yes. Literally like a year ago. We'll say who we is going to introduce them. <laughs> Everyone's this like, is I Rayanne and Christina from The Confident Collective. They are two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life, which... That's a great tagline. Who wrote it? Be honest. I feel like we tag teamed it. Of course you did. That's so cool. I think we did tag team it, but we're honored that like, we don't usually have guests. Yeah, we're I know. I'm super honored. <laughs> yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're 
we're just trying to we're branch really out. We're really elite. Probably, no, every time kidding. we see you, we're like, when are we doing a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Literally from like the first day we met. I yeah. mean, it was when we first met, it was a weird thing. We were all at an event and we started chatting and we realized that not only did we all have podcasts, but we all had podcasts with like our best friends mm-hmm. and we were all talking about similar topics and we were like, we have to collab. Yeah. It took us a freaking year, but here we are. I know. And I'm very, very excited dinner. about it. It was so fun. I also feel like we had so many similarities because we had so many mutual friends. Yeah. We lived around the same neighborhood. Yes. It was just meant to be. Me yeah. and Christina are basically neighbors. Yeah, basically. And then my boyfriend's friend was oh, dating yeah, that you was weird. for a second. That was so weird. Your boyfriend was like, <laughs> your boyfriend was like, do you know a guy named Blank from Denver? And I was like, what? And he knew this guy I like briefly dated who probably thinks I'm insane. <laughs> because I was like, oh god. Oh my god, it's so like, funny. I forgot about I that. To, that I was like, there's so many we weird things so like that. Weird things. Where I was like, wow, we all get along too well. I yeah. know. It was meant to be. It yeah, really was. It really also, was. shout out to Nest because that was a great dinner and everyone got along really well. It was that really, was really. It's not always the case. Yeah. Um, just so everyone can get used to like your voice with your name, do you want to just give a quick intro? who you are whatever your top like bulletins of what's going on in life okay i'm rayanne um one half of the confident collective (laughs) um i'm currently in the process of moving to new york city a crazy transition we miss you already crazy i know but if you're in new york let me know i i can't even describe i'm so excited um i'm single so i kind of talk about like dating singleness all this this stuff um and yeah, I'm just excited for this next adventure. Yeah, huge um, adventure. Yeah. yeah, so that's me. I'm Christina. I'm the other half of the Confident Collective. I am pregnant as hell right now. Yeah. I yeah. literally like could have a baby by the end of this recording. Who knows? Like any day now. In the back of my head, I was like, if they we cancel, it might be because yeah. I know. Literally, when we were booking this, I was like, it needs to be the beginning of January yeah. because like otherwise the baby will be here. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm a mom of almost two and I've been with my husband now for like 12 years so kind of like how Rand tackles like dating and single life I kind of talk about relationships and married life and what's what's that all about yeah that's so which is perfect that's just like completely completes yeah the full circle on relationships and dating Mm -hmm. and life yeah do you guys ever get we always laugh because we've had people comment when they finally see pictures of us they're like oh my gosh I had your voices Swapped. Like they would have guessed Ooh. your photos are different. Especially because you, you guys don't that? do video. So I feel like that would happen a lot. I don't know. I think because we mo- so much of our audience comes from social media. True. Got it. Yeah. From like Instagram they and see TikTok. It, yeah. I feel like they're used to who we are and what we look like, right? Yeah. 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 yeah we haven't heard that. Yeah. But. It's such a trip. Yeah. We get it all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we're so, since, you know, we relate on the whole Besties Who podcast, I wrote some, I looked up, uh, how do you like who? How do, can you tell you know your best friend? Questions. Okay. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna pass this beautiful cup. We wanted it to be like aesthetic, and then that's all I had. This was all <laughs> hashed up. Okay. So Shout out to Town Coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it has questions. So like, if I pull a question, I'll ask it to Ash, and then you know what Ooh, I mean. I love this. So you yeah. can start Ash. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So this is for us. Oh my gosh, I'm or nervous. This is for them. <laughs> no, I'm no, no, no. Like you're asking the question. I have to answer your question. <laughs> my, you answer okay. mine, and then they'll okay. answer each other. Okay. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> which oh which fashion decision was my biggest mistake? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. Taryn, <laughs> um, I don't feel like I can think of a fashion one. 
I would say. Like, does your haircut count? I knew I knew she was going to go hair. I feel like we can make that count. Ash's, well, I mean, we just we just posted photos of it. Ash went through some dark periods where her hairstyle just wasn't. Wasn't it? It wasn't it. it so wasn't I would it. say, like, I mean, because fashion is very relative, right? Like, right. anything hair can look is an good if you just rock it. But sure. that was, like. Wait, did you tell her at the time best. you didn't like her No, hair? I didn't know her. But, like, oh, when I look okay, back. Okay. Since I've known you, I can't think of. I did, like, the extreme A-line at one point. I had, like, a shag hair for a long time. And then I thought I was for sure the mother of dragons because I, like, bleached my hair. Yeah. Platinum. And it wasn't yeah. great. It wasn't great. It just washed I don't me think out. I've ever, like, looked at you, your fashion, and been like. What are you doing? But I don't love that. I'll take I'll that. I'll pay attention now. Um, describe my perfect day. This should be so easy. Uh, Taryn's perfect day is <laughs> waking up and making herself a coffee slash driving to Starbucks and getting a venti iced soy vanilla latte. Uh, or if it's Alfred, then a vanilla oat latte. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, she loves building Legos. Yeah. She'd probably end the day like getting in her comfy sweatpants yeah. and lighting a candle and putting a show that she's seen repeatedly, like probably 30 times, probably yep. new girl or friends yep. and building a Lego set. Amazing. Nailed it. All right. Well, yeah, I, I, I know the two <laughs> I would have said for you on those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm dying to know what my biggest fashion mistake was. <laughs> <Yeah. Fedoras. laughs> oh, yeah. You guys, she went through a phase where she wore fedoras. Oh. She probably no, had like mini fedoras. fedoras. 30 like fedoras. fedoras. Like a plethora mini? of fedoras. No, like, like they're one, like the cool wide broom ones. Yeah. Like they were like. I went through a hat I, phase I was, too. Okay, we're going to need you to send us a photo that we yeah. can have like. On screen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can we make a note? We need I a fedora plenty, pick. Okay. <laughs> I have plenty. So I don't think I've ever owned a fedora. Every I definitely single did. photo of me abroad for six months has either a fedora or a scarf in it. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. It was like so bad, but you rocked it, so it was like. Good. I was really confident. Yeah. Really confident. Really, I owned them. Okay? I look great. <laughs> okay. Which game or reality show would I do best on? Ooh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well. Oh, this is really. Okay, I think what I would love to see you on is like a Love is Blind. Ooh, yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. okay. Agree. You heard it here first. Because <laughs> I think that you can be really vulnerable and I think you can let yourself open up if you don't. Like, I think you could actually meet your husband on a show like that and fall mm. in love. Wow, I love that. But I also think you're really athletic and I would love <laughs> to see you on a show like Survivor or something. Like, I think oh, like you actually would do pretty well i have seen your workout content and mm -hmm. i would agree with that yeah yeah you could be oh. like the fun like comedic relief oh too in yes. the show you know mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah. i mean i've never seen survivor <laughs> you've never but, seen survivor you know, like, no. one of those types. one of those yeah. shows like, competition. No, i would thrive yeah, but I also homework watch survivor okay, yeah. I, would <laughs> I would rather do that than love, love is, is blind. blind but i probably need to go on love is blind because i do think i'm pretty snap I'm not sure, but anyway, <laughs> I think there needs to be an initial attraction. Yeah. You see what I mean, though? I know. That's, that's why, why she's like, like I, you need to go on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love yeah. to no, have honestly, you on that. Same, 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 same. That's why it would be fascinating, though. Yeah, Probably. No. Definitely. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Okay, I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even open it. Okay, this is an easy one. What do I put on my pizza? Wait, I just feel like you're a pepperoni gal. Always. Okay. Yeah. I got nervous Agreed. and I was like, Agreed. wait, it's too easy. It's yeah. too easy. That's all you yeah. need. <laughs> you're a pepperoni gal. Amazing. Okay. There's wait. more. If we oh, want. are you I doing another? Going. Yeah, yeah. I took yours out. Maybe one more oh, round? Yeah, yeah, put it back in. Yeah. Okay, Taryn. Who was my biggest crush when I was younger? Oh, crap. Um, JTT? 
Uh, no. But J. 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 Sandarulo. No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I would probably go with Johnny Depp. I loved him Ooh. all through high school. Okay. Yeah. I had okay. posters. I had folders. Yeah. Big, big fan. It wasn't Shaq like mine. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Which two fictional BFFs are most like us? That's a good one. Like TV shows count? Yeah. Am I the CC to your Jess? I mean, you the Jess to my CC? Yeah, I feel like I'm the sassier one who's more protective. You are, but also but you are the weird teacher yeah. that is funny. You're a mash of CC and Jess. Yeah, yeah. between that's the two a of good, us. That's a good that's one a to be. Wait, what would yeah. yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would yours be? Fictional BFFs. That's such an interesting I question. I don't know. Like honestly, no one is like comes to mind right away. I need to think about that. What friends characters sure. would you be? Because I feel like that says a lot about a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like we're all, we're both like a combo of all three. You've been really Monicaing it I up lately. Been mon- I have been. She <laughs> has been Monica. in her big Monica era. Yeah, yeah. Well, she, mostly because I'm just cleaning. She's cleaning, yeah, organizing, and organizing. A thousand percent. You are in. Yeah, you're in your Monica era right now. Also prepping for baby. I feel like yeah, that all that, that all tracks. Sense. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to say we're Blair and Serena, but I just think <gasps> okay. that's my favorite duo. Yeah, that's just that who we really a, wanted. That's who yeah. we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say that. <laughs> I love that for you. Yeah. Okay, when we met, did you think we'd be besties? Ooh, that's a good one. Hmm. That's a, that's an interesting question. I don't think that. I was like, oh my gosh, like Ray's gonna be my BFF. But I definitely felt like there was gonna be a longer term relationship there. Yeah. We kind of met through Instagram and more of like a collab type. Yeah. Well, okay. and we were at the same modeling agency. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you I like, always forget about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we went to lunch. We like literally went to lunch down on at Jones. Jones on Third. Oh, yeah. 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 And it, then we honestly were just like always in a professional setting. Yeah. And then it just like, and grew and grew and grew. Spiral and like, from there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's really I cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really cool. Um, I think you introduced me to my first Chinese chicken salad. <gasps> oh. That's how I should have known it was like yeah. that. <laughs> that's that's a good that's that's recommendation. So says a lot about a person. way longer than me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But <laughs> I was like, you got to try this. <laughs> so okay. Where would we go if we can go on any vacation? Um, well, we wouldn't be able to decide. That would be <laughs> our, our main we wouldn't problem. get anywhere. We wouldn't be able to go anywhere because we've tried to plan things and we literally cannot figure it out. Definitely, I think we would want a beach vacation with some sort of booze cruise, mm-hmm. adventure booze element. Booze cruise for sure. Uh-huh. Honestly, maybe I would say maybe like. Bali or something. I knew you were going to say that we're really? going to Bali. We need to plan that. Yeah. We were trying to plan Wait, can we a come? confident. <laughs> yeah, because we've been trying to plan a confident collective trip for a while. Yeah. And this is why she's saying we can't make a decision because we feel like we are personally really good vacation planners for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. But nothing just feels good enough. No, these for people us are trying to like plan a vacation for us and we're like, well, why don't we do a booze cruise? And yeah. they're like, Mm. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, we're trying to, What's like, make these, that? like, fun activities, and they're just not giving on the activities yeah. anyway. Perfect. So. Well, you guys f- figure it out, decide, and then we'll just show yeah. up. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just we'll be like, oh, my God, how weird. Everyone's invited, too. okay? Yeah. okay. Amazing. Everyone Amazing. is invited.
Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you guys have not heard of Book of the Month, where have you been hiding? Me and Ash are both on the journey of trying to be readers. She's definitely there. I'm on my baby steps way there. So obviously we were so pumped to partner with Book of the Month because their mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. And guys, they literally make it so easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick the five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you cannot go wrong. And they offer great prices on new release hardcover fiction, much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free and it's super fun. Books are delivered in a bright blue box. A fun app to pick your book and track reading process is available. And they have reading challenges with rewards. My December read was so epic. It was called Butcher and Blackbird. And let me just read the little sentence they give you that totally sold me. Serial killers need love too. Don't take our word for it. Read this biting, steamy, and edgy murderers to lovers tale. Like, come on. Like, it totally sold me. If you guys would like to check out Book of the Month, just head on over to bookofthemonth.com to pick a book and join Book of the Month. For a limited time, you can join and get the first book for just $5. Just use code unsolicited. Again, that's bookofthemonth.com, code unsolicited. Happy reading. Well, fun, fun fact about our podcast. One of our like top three things, obviously you guys know we give advice here. People write in situations, we advise them on it. One of our top three topics is body positivity. Like it's just one of the most common ones. Our main demographic is women. And um, we just are so excited to have you guys on. Would love to know how you guys got into it, what it's like being in the influencer industry as body positive activists. Also that term, like I love that term. And so I would love to just hear, like, if if you're describing yourself and you say, I am a body positive activist, like, what does that look like? Because 
that term excites me, but I feel like I haven't really heard it before. So I would love to just like, if you could just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, the reason I got into it was because I've always just been insecure in my body, like Mm -hmm. growing up. I felt like I can't even tell you the amount of times people have said to me growing up, you don't want to be just a pretty face, Christina. And it was always like body shaming from every angle. And I honestly don't think a lot of it was meant to hurt me or intentional, but it definitely shapes the way you feel about yourself. Um, But I was still confident in other aspects of my life. It's just I really struggled with body confidence. And then I started blogging and putting myself on social media about 11 years ago now Mm -hmm. and for a while I felt like I had to fit this certain mold Mm -hmm. and it was really frustrating trying to be an influencer when you can't go into a showroom and pick out clothes because nothing fits you um, when no one else looks like you and then I don't even know what happened but like one day I was just like wait a minute like I just need to address this oh I think I know what happened I gained weight I like lost a lot of weight and I was like oh now I can be an influencer and model and then I started to gain weight and I was like, I need to address this. And I did. And it was like finally the first time I felt like I could be real. And like yeah. the way people related to it so much just inspired me to like keep going with it. Yeah. Which, again, I feel like that just confirms that you were doing the right thing. When you mm-hmm. finally are able to like articulate something that you've been experiencing and just like a wave of people are like, yes, yes. same. That just mm-hmm. goes to show that you're not alone and everyone, everyone is feeling the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then as far as body positive activists, I kind of start to use body confidence activists a little bit more now because I think that <sighs> positivity started to like feel toxic to a yeah, lot of people. Yeah, I get that. And I, I hear can that. see that as well too. And I think that you just can't expect to look in the mirror every single day and feel mm-hmm. amazing about yourself. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? And like have that constant positive outlook. Yeah. As much as we'd love to have that, it's not it's not real. Like yeah. realistically. It's not realistic. Every day that's um, not. But I do think that every day you can choose to be confident about yourself in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, two, like, I mean, in a healthy relationship, which ultimately, like, you do have a relationship with your body. And if you look at relationships, like, sometimes you fight with your significant other, but you still love them and yeah. you support them. So I think for me that was like an interesting part of the journey, too, of being like, no, I can still feel insecure and like want to wear long sleeve because I hate my arms today, but I can still be very gentle in how I'm yes. talking to myself and like gassing myself up. And um, and you can so still be confident in like a different aspect. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you're feeling insecure about your arms that day, but you go and crush your work day. Yeah. Right. You know, and you're feeling confident in that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I love that. What about you? Yeah. So I, similar to Christina, I grew up like, I, I mean, I feel like I've been five foot 11 since like sixth grade. Like I've just (laughs) been like the tall big girl. And, um, I just always felt super self-conscious about myself. Um, but I really started to find my confidence through what I was wearing. Like for when I was 12, I actually have it on the background of my phone. I asked for this like tie dye outfit for Christmas (laughs) and these like platform I called them my Spice Girl boots <laughs> and I loved this outfit so much and it changed how I felt about myself and mm-hmm. that's when I was like and ever since then so I, there was always this tie between like finding my confidence through fashion and two growing up people always kind of looked to me they thought I'd dress crazy I would wear like riding boots and stuff in high school and this was like before they were cool yeah <laughs> um and so that's how I kind of got into that and just showing women that you can wear whatever you want you don't need to have a certain body type yeah to wear I love that what is cool or trendy or whatever um and I also just didn't I loved following 
fashion bloggers and yeah, creators. Same. I don't think the word content creator was a thing. It was when not it, then. Ten, eight years <laughs> yeah. ago. Um, but no one, honestly, apart from maybe two or three women I followed, no one looked like me. None of my yeah. favorite content mm-hmm. creators were anywhere near my size. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I started posting on Instagram and had a blog Mm -hmm. in in college and it's just grown from there. And then I think with the term like body positive activist, similar to Christine, I definitely think now we're seeing a lot more of the term like body neutrality, like not feeding into like this toxic positivity of like, I love my body every single day. Cause like Christina said, that's just not, not that's not realistic. Mm -hmm. It's like, and also I think what's really cool is getting away from so much focus around your body like let's it's like yes that's this carries you throughout your every single day but like let's use that brain power for you know other things yeah and just be like yeah i'm, I'm good with my body it doesn't need to take up every se- brain cell that i have yes. yes you know what i mean yes. so um but again just we want to just empower women to feel good in in their bodies and feel confident so that they can be a, like the best version of themselves out in the world yeah so. yeah and i think that confidence really like I think primarily why we started was because of body confidence, but that confidence like really trickles down to, to all aspects of life. And yeah. I think for us, we are just trying to build a community to inspire women to be confident in that. all aspects of their lives. Yeah. Because how you feel about yourself directly correlates to how you perform at your job, mm-hmm. to like, you trying to go on a date, yeah. to you mm-hmm. interacting with friendships, to you taking that trip, taking those chances. Yeah, so, yeah. even just yeah. like being social. Exactly, oh my in God, any yeah. way. Yeah. And like so many things I would say, like, oh, I'm gonna like wait tell to do that till I lose weight oh my gosh and yes it's like and then I just was like this is so stupid yeah. like I'm tired of yes. waiting to do things like go on for me a lot of it was dating yep. or like Same. traveling and I was like why am I am literally waiting to travel till I'm think I'm skinny like right. wait yeah. and then to a, to a degree at some point you're just not living life exactly right because right? mm-hmm. you're waiting for this one thing to go live your life when you nothing should stop you from living your life yeah one yeah. of my favorite bits of content that you specifically create actually I've seen both of you do it but it is it was this outfit styled on like a yes. size for body yeah. styled on my size yeah. and that's absolutely my favorite content that you guys put out because oh, I think clothing specifically has such a huge power on over how I feel, I could be feeling just the sh- and I put on a pair of heels and I feel great. Like yeah. it's just this weird magic that happens when it comes to me and my relationship with heels. Mm-hmm. I immediately feel sexy. I don't have to get ready, like hair and makeup. I immediately feel like I have my shit together and I just yeah. feel sexier and I just feel like way more confident with a pair of heels on. And I think especially watching all of that content, it just really resonated with me. Like, oh my God, that's why it's important for me when I'm having down days to like really pour into my fit. Mm-hmm. It just dramatically changes how yeah. I see that day. I think also um, if you are a woman who is, I mean, it's I mean, it's sad how like small of a size can still constitute as plus size now. Right. Mm-hmm. But like I think for me, like you give up kind of at a certain point, like after the fifth store you go in and the biggest size is not fitting and you had your fifth panic attack in a dressing room, Mm -hmm. like you kind of give up and are more like, at this point, I just need clothes that fit me. So I feel like this wave of like, these beautiful, sexy women just showing their fits. Like for me, I watch and I'm like, oh my God, did she tag like where she put? Cause I'm like, I feel like I've been educating myself too on brands that do have options for me and that don't make me feel like I'm in this box of like, okay, well, I just look for a size that I can fit in because I notice when 
like my journey of becoming more plus size happened during COVID. And that was the hardest part for me. Like I lost that part of me that loved fashion, that loved getting dressed. Like at at a certain point, I just stopped going places because I didn't have things to wear. So I think content like that, anyone watches it and is like, this style is amazing. But you're also reaching those girls who are like, I don't even know how to dress my body right now. And I think Mm -hmm. it's so powerful. So Mm. I love it. Yeah. And I think that we both, we both kind of do this, but even the other day, I was like, I really need, I was going to shoot, uh, I had a big shoot coming up, and I was like, should I go to the mall? And we have to, like, honestly check ourselves, and she's like, don't go to the mall, you're not going to yes. find anything. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, you're absolutely right, you're absolutely right. Nothing is and worse than trying like, on clothes Yeah, at the and mall. that's just the reality, and I feel like I used to get so defeated about it. Same, yeah. And my mindset has really changed to, like, you're so dumb, Zara. Yes. I would yeah. drop so much money here yeah. right now. Like, yes. you're lost, you're lost, you're lost. So I think that just kind of always remembering, like, you can't put your value on an arbitrary number mm-hmm. of a size. Like, yeah. your jean size mm-hmm. changes between every single brand. So does yeah. your dress size. So, like, yeah. why do we put so much value in I that? I love that, yeah. And it gets to a point, like, too, where if you're not, if you're so defeated and nothing is working, you just don't even want to try anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have anything that makes you feel good. So yep. then you just feel worse. And, and then you're like, vicious cycle. it's a, yeah, it's a vicious cycle. And it's like, if we can show you something um, you know, that we got online because I still don't really shop in store yeah. very often <laughs> and make it easier and like fun yeah. again, no, then that. that's like the best, the best feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I love is both of you guys, when you were like talking about yourselves individually said how this was one of your like biggest insecurities growing up. Mm-hmm. And then now both of you guys met and our friends and have this podcast because you're both models. Mm-hmm. I would love to talk about how you guys got into modeling slash I feel like the modeling agency um, has changed so much these last few years, like leaning into more body positive models, more plus size models. And I would love to hear your experience through this whole last season and just you getting into modeling. Well, I always wanted to model, but always just felt like it was impossible because I was just too big. Um and then at a certain point, I was like, no, like, I really want to do this. I can do it. And I went from like a size 14 to a size four. And I literally spent a year dedicating myself to losing weight. And I'll never forget, I went into this modeling agency and they were like, we think you'd be perfect for a curveboard. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I'm a size four now. Like, and I was still considered plus at the time. Oh this is gosh. in New York. And I was like, screw this. Um, and then. Honestly, it wasn't, I just, I stopped. I was like, I'm not interested in doing this anymore. Like, this yeah. is, like, sick if mm-hmm. a size four is considered to be, like, curve and plus yeah. size. Like, that's yeah. just so crazy yeah. to me. Well, especially back in the day, it was yeah. horrible. It was so mm-hmm. horrible. And then I started to gain some weight, and I feel like there was kind of at this perfect time of the body positive movement picking up. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. like, when <laughs> Ashley Graham was blowing up and becoming mm-hmm. super popular. Mm-hmm. People were realizing, wait a minute, people wear above a size six. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I love how they're realizing it. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and that's when I just started modeling and, like, just loved it so much because being able to see your body in a store uh-huh. or see your body in clothes that actually fit you would be so empowering to me growing up. Yeah, a thousand percent, yeah. That's so yeah. cool. And I think, like, I remember I was in college when, like, it hasn't even been that long, which is so crazy. I was in college when it was Ashley Graham was the first curve model in Sports Illustrated, yeah. mm-hmm. but it was, even it was like, in an ad for yeah. Swimsuits for All. And I remember this ad and, like, showing my boyfriend at the time, and I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, groundbreaking. And I was yeah. like, okay, I really 
want to do this. And I started pursuing it after college. And I'm like no longer really in, I'm not like signed with a traditional modeling agency or anything because I honestly still feel like those agencies are very outdated and like mm-hmm. behind the mm-hmm. times and like still like, I just don't want, I'm just like, don't want to ask someone if I can dye my hair. I yeah. don't, yeah. I'm just yeah. like, no. I, I, I get that. <laughs> I, you just don't have as much control. And I think it's getting like better. Um, but I personally am kind of like not in that world as much yeah. anymore because yeah. I like to have con- like creative control. I like to be. Well, and you have you your know, own thing going yeah. now. It might've been helpful to like get you off the ground, but you don't yeah. need it anymore. Yeah. But regardless, it is cool to see so many models like Paloma and, yeah. you know, Precious Lee, like popping, like being in huge, huge, huge campaigns. It's, it's, it's a wild, exciting so, time yeah. for sure. Yeah. And it's cool that you guys were a part of it. Yeah. It's interesting you say, because um, I struggled, like, I mean, my whole life. And it's been cool because I, I decided, like, to open up that transition area like I had been through. Um, I got diagnosed with binge eating and then depression, like, during COVID. And it was just rough. And Ash, like, we were living together. So she was kind of, like, front row seat of, like, the whole process. And so I brought it onto the podcast and it's been actually insane seeing the flow of people writing in just saying like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm going through. Or, And it was so interesting because kind of how you said like when you gained weight, that was when you found like a freedom and you were yeah. just like, because I think that was like my, fe- I fought against that for so long of like gaining weight and accepting that my body was getting bigger. Like I was always working towards getting it back to normal and it was like it took that whole push and me to like totally break. I had to focus on my like my mental health because I was like falling apart. So I couldn't even put focus on my body because I was just like, I have to get my brain. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your brain's broke. Like I got to get it fixed. But it was so interesting the freedom that came through that process and learning so much and then being a part of this community that – is full of these like women who have the most beautiful hearts. And it's so funny, like I think there's things that like I've been through because of this journey that like no one can relate to that hasn't like had similar things. And it builds a strength within you. It it builds a resilience. It builds a depth of self-love that I think a lot of people don't have to try to reach. Mm -hmm. And so it was so interesting, this whole journey, kind of figuring that out. But then I totally see the other side, too, where now that's all people want to talk about with me. Like, it's always, oh, my gosh, you're so confident. And I'm like, why? Because I posted this picture of me, like, yeah. with Smiling my friends. Like, with why, <laughs> Do, why am yeah. I so confident? Because I'm the biggest person in the picture. Like, what? Yeah. So it's it's this interesting thing where I'm like, I, I'll talk about it till I'm blue in the face because I'm passionate about it. And the freedom I've been experiencing, I want for every single person who struggles. But at the same time, like I really heard you guys when you're saying like, at what point is it like, no, let's just be confident as women and as people and moving forward and demanding the respect and love we deserve because we deserve it as people, not because of my body or, you know, the stuff that comes tied to it. It's a very like weird yeah I think it's like I always think about this because there was one time like a year ago where I posted this picture and I was like sitting in this chair and I'd like cellulite on my legs and I was like okay I feel like I need to like talk about this and then I'm like or why can't I just like be you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and I think it's like 
the pendulum was so far in one direction um like with the lack of diversity and like size inclusion so it's kind of like swung back now to the other side where it's like we do feel like we need to be like blue in the face like talking about this and like making people aware and like being advocates for people of all sizes and I think it's going to take a little while for it to kind of come back and like meet in a middle where it's just like okay yeah like why can't you just like be in your swimsuit and someone isn't saying Oh my god, you're so confident. Yeah. 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 Like we're leaving that in 2022. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, okay. Amen to that. Yeah. For me, I go back and forth because agreed. Like I don't want to have to like talk about my body all the time. But I honestly think it is actually really helpful. And I think that just because I have been able to be confident mm-hmm. in my body doesn't mean that it's that easy for everyone else. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Yeah. And I think having that constant reminder from people, um, especially people who you look up to and follow on social media, is really, really helpful. Like, it's what helped me become more yeah, confident. I, yeah. yeah. So I think that's, I, I like, I see both sides It's to it, choosing, you know I mean? like, and that, I remember having that conversation <laughs> with Ashley and Alicia, because mm-hmm. my first video, I remember my first video about binge eating was, it was really interesting because I had set up a camera. I didn't know I was binge eating. I didn't know that that was like an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Like there was a name to it until like one night I was like really – I had a really bad episode. And I Googled something because I was like, I think something's wrong with me. Like you know those moments where you're like, I feel like this is outside is of like okay? normal. Yeah. So – I Googled something and an article came up about binge eating and I sat in my bed and sobbed hysterically because everything it said, I was like, Mm -hmm. you're reading my mail. You know what I mean? And so one of the things it talks about is like the shame cycle. So I had been hiding, I mean, our podcast audience like knows this whole story, but I had been hiding food wrappers in my like room and I would wait till they were gone to like go throw my trash away and like sneaking food. It was just like a whole thing. So I set up my camera to like show them my trash and have this empowering like moment. And when they walked in and I went to start talking, my body, I like, I had like a mental breakdown. Like I started convulsing. I started crying. They were like, what is happening? And it was like this big thing. And I remember I was really scared to post it because I knew that there is that line where it's like, if I'm, if I'm going to share this because my heart is to bring awareness and to bring an open conversation about this, Mm -hmm. then I know that with that comes a sacrifice of like, this is going to be a part of like what my content is and like what people are going to associate with me. Mm -hmm. So it is like a weird where it's like you're fighting it, but then there are those times where you're still just human and you're like, why can't they just say like, you look so hot, like you're out there. (laughs) So it is like a weird thing, but I think it's a good thing for just people who consume content to think about like Mm -hmm. there are they are still people like they are still just putting out art and it's good to comment on just their art besides always associating certain terminology but yeah and like it's it's a balance and I think like I like how many other women you held by sharing your story and talking about that is like so important so it's Mm -hmm, like I do think there is that like Christina said there is that need but yeah I just think it's about like a balance yeah yeah I I think it's just about how you feel exactly there's not like a right answer or wrong answer for anyone because I follow some creators who have like the most beautifully aesthetic content and they don't post anything about their bodies and then I follow some who equally have such 
gorgeous content and almost every other post is about body positivity and empowering mm -hmm. and i love seeing that too and i think that both can exist you know yeah, yeah. so yeah. i think you just have to do whatever feels right for you yeah, yeah. what's vulnerable to someone might not be yeah okay yeah. to someone else and vice versa mm -hmm. and i think it was really interesting watching right after taryn started did that first video and then started posting more consistently about mm -hmm. what she was going through the influx of emails that we started getting on the podcast and comments on her YouTube channel and her Instagram was just a ton of people, guys and girls just being like, same, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Also it was during COVID. So I feel like the mass majority of people were like, yeah, I'm in the same freaking yeah, place. Yeah. Like we were all in like dark places, some were in other places, some were in others, but like community, like as a community, everyone was mm -hmm. going through it. And it was crazy seeing like just this wave of support slash same me too. Yeah. We're all in the same boat together. Yeah, and kudos to you because that's really tough. Like it's easier to talk about that when you're kind of on the other side of it, right? Yeah. yeah. But when you're going through it too and being super vulnerable and sharing that, that's really, really difficult. So I give you a lot of respect and credit. And I think you. you probably helped a lot more people than you Thank even you know. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to hear, I mean, because obviously like confident is part of your name. And I think it's a I feel like it's a question I get a lot of time of like how are you so confident or what is confident? I th and I feel like the more important question is what is confidence? Because I think my definition of what I think confidence is is probably different than everyone in the room. Like we all have our take on it. So I would love for you guys to just share what you think confidence is and like how you exercise that. I think if you like a couple years ago, my answer about confidence would just go straight to like appearance and like, body confidence and that's where my like definitely my journey began mm -hmm. um but now it feels so much more complex like and so much more intertwined into like all aspects of life and I think confidence for me is having trust in myself oh, and not caring what people think which is still hard for me um but I think like it's getting out of your being able to get out of your comfort zone no mm -hmm. matter what it is mm -hmm. if it's like in work or in a social social life like oh you move to a new city you need to make friends like guess what you're gonna have to like put Step yourself up. out there yeah. and like getting out of your comfort zone builds that confidence and I think um for me it's just like having trust in yourself and getting your validation from yourself and not what anyone else thinks about I love you that. I love that yeah I definitely agree with that I think for me where I'm most confident is I just feel like I'm very unapologetically myself, like at all that. times. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, what you get is what you see, like in real life, online, everywhere in between mm -hmm. the good and the bad. And like I that's just who I am. And I really just don't care if you yeah. love it or don't. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's just who I am. So I think I'm really good at being myself. Um, and that makes me feel most confident. And then also, I think that I like grew up with parents who honestly were like, if you want to be like president of the United States, you can do that. Like, yeah. and I feel like I still have that mentality where like, if I want something, like I feel like I can get it. You are and capable I of getting what you're doing. It. Yeah. I might not always know how to go about doing it, mm -hmm. um, but I feel like I have it within me to do it if I want to. Yeah, yeah. Which is a huge sum. I mean, even I. That's my like word for this year is being brave or mm -hmm. not, not making decisions because fear is involved and that is my biggest stumbling block is I stop myself at the doubt that comes from pursuing mm -hmm. something instead of being like, 
No, I can do it. Like, I'll figure it out once it comes. For me, I think about the whole, I play the whole play-by-play of what I, could happen and what could go wrong. I can't and do I, that. And yeah, <laughs> that's all within, what, five minutes of me on the toilet before I, like, actually get up to, like, do <laughs> my day. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, that is such a powerful thing. And that's something, like, I I would love to have and to possess and want to work towards. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that's such a good mentality to like even strive for. Like even you talking about that, I'm sitting here like, I want that. Like, oh. but that's good. It's but good it's to talk about. I maybe you struggle a little bit with perfectionism. I don't know you well enough, but like sometimes I wish I thought a little bit about the in between. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you kind of yeah. like just have to figure things out. But I do believe like if you can like see it, like you can do it. Like you mm-hmm. just have that. to. I guess you just have to visualize it. And it, I think that it is a skill. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's totally a skill. I was just going to chime in because I feel like for me, the journey to confidence has been like ups and downs and ups and downs. And then especially post COVID, I felt like I went back into being social, mm-hmm. back into work, back into dating and being so insecure about everything. Like I hadn't dated in a while. I hadn't even like talked to a guy in a really long time. Work was like, I don't know what the, TikTok came out and I was like, what is TikTok? <laughs> like I didn't know, I wasn't confident in all of the things that I used to be confident in. And I think what I had to realize is I was like, okay, just like anything else, I can't jump back into where I was with being confident. And it took like little baby steps every single day of doing something that made me feel a little confident or got me out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. or was a little bit of a stretch, but like we just kind of faked it till we made it and we got through it. Or even like, I hate going to events. I hate going to events. It's I like the worst. I hate it. I'm a very, I'm way more introverted than, than I am outro, outroverted, extroverted. extroverted. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and getting myself to go to events is tough, but like forcing my, having to force myself to go and I'd be like, you can go for 30 minutes and you can bounce, you know, you don't yeah. have to stay here all night. And getting myself to do all of those little things taught me that I am capable mm-hmm. of doing those things. And I, the next time I am a little more confident going into it. And the next time maybe I walk in there and I feel like I own the room. It's, it's crazy how like the little wins add mm-hmm. to like this big feeling of feeling confident. 100%. And I think something that's really important to remember with all that is not being defeated mm-hmm. if maybe you let yourself down in a certain mm-hmm. way. Or like, even like last week, I was like, wow, like I should probably really work. Like I'm a contact, <laughs> like I should post something on TikTok <laughs> yeah. or Instagram yeah. or just something. I'm like, you know what? Like, it's okay. Like, I don't think that you have to beat yourself up mm-hmm. over like every loss or like yeah. everything that happens or that is out of your control either. Yeah. I think that it's just maintaining that bigger vision yeah. um, and knowing that like you literally have everything within you to do what you want to do and you can find figure out everything else in yeah. between. Yeah. No, I love that because it chips away at you and that's mm-hmm. my whole like I feel like I used mentally the term like failures to define so many things where it was like oh I didn't do this I failed instead of like no you just didn't do that so how about we think about what could we do next time or like you know like with Ash I remember telling her you know she always says oh I struggle with events and I'm like you saying I'm gonna bring a plus one who's social to these events so that I can go into that like that's not copping out that's being smart and thinking about what are my skills and what are ways I can support myself in this area that I'm not comfortable with Mm -hmm. so I think it's like we're so I mean I know for me I'm so like definitive about what I think is like I should do and if I don't do that's not enough and like whatever when I sometimes I just sit with myself and I'm like chill like just Mm -hmm. chill like 
okay, if you want to do something different next time, then like figure it out. Like, what do you need to do? Instead of like you said, having like, you know, oh, you failed at this. And because then my confidence next time to try is low because I'm like, well, you didn't do it last time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And by the way, Ash, I find it hilariously ironic that we met you in an event where yeah. I was like, this girl's <laughs> so cool, so confident. Yeah. So we literally talked to you for like two days or like the whole yeah. night at least. Yeah. And I'm like, I would never, ever know that. So sometimes maybe yeah. you need to fake it a little I, bit. No, a thousand percent. And I've gotten really, I've started making myself, even events where they're like, you don't get a plus one. Mm-hmm. I've been making myself go. Mm-hmm. And there have been probably the majority of them where I felt very uncomfortable, didn't know what to do, had a slight, slight panic attack and was like, can't leave me early by, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there were, there have been two events where I had to go by myself and I walked away, like made a friend, made a contact. Like, yeah. um, it was, it ended up being great. And it was, it was crazy being able to look back and being like, both of those were so good for me, even mm-hmm. the bad ones, because it got me talking to strangers mm-hmm. I don't even remember who they are. Like, it doesn't matter. Like I got through it and like, that was all, that was all practice for me, you know? And like every little thing is a win, even if it wasn't great, (laughs) it's still a win. You still went and proved yourself. Like you held, you held this, like this, this, um, I was going to say packs that you had with yourself. Promise that you made yourself. You (laughs) upheld. It's like, that's a really intense, you held this pack with yourself. (laughs) Promise you made yourself. You upheld that and you saw it through and maybe you were like, well, I feel awkward. But like you did it. And now again, like you're going to feel like a little bit less awkward because you're like, all right, well I already did that and that sucked. So like, it really is a great starting point because, like, I look back and I'm like, oh, nothing could be worse than how bad you were that first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So it's all up from here. You seriously. know, at least I've gotten better at those kinds of things. If I have a plus, it's usually not that bad. Um, and then if it's more intimate, it's usually a win for me because I'm really great in smaller groups or one-on-one. If it's just a big party, then I'm I'm in the corner, usually by the bar. <laughs> and, and honestly, those are intimidating. Yeah. Like, it's so it's intimidating. hard to walk into a huge room with a lot of people where especially if they know each other it's like how do you break into that circle how do you introduce yourself right so you're not alone influencer events where i love when i walk in because i'm the worst in i i don't think i even deserve that term because i don't watch a lot of content at all like i barely post it's very you know anyways um but i walk into these events and i genuinely don't know who anyone is but everyone's looking at me like you are honored to know who i am or like brush past me so those events are always so hard because I am so social, but when you go to certain events where there's that like, kind of like, you know, stiff upper back kind of energy and you try to talk to people and they just don't give you the time of day, it is kind of awkward to be like, okay, well, I don't know where to look now. Or like, <laughs> yeah. I always how to hold my hand. sound on TikToks like, hey. Yeah, hey, yeah. how are you doing? Hey. That's how I feel good. Hey. You have to like hey. tiptoe in. <laughs> are you gonna socialize? No, no. And yeah. I think too, like though, I bet those people are even so insecure because yeah. they have this like, oh, you know, they people have to think. I mean, like honestly, that boils down to like insecurity. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, okay, we're all people. Like, yeah. what are we gonna all stand around here and like twiddle our thumbs? We're all probably feeling awkward. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's just <laughs> gotta know, break the ice and just like break the ice, no, lean into it. it. I love it. Um, well, do you wanna sure what do, do. We have planned, boss? She's. She's in the mastermind. <laughs> um, well, as you guys know, we're in an advice podcast. People write in. It could be serious, could be funny, could be anywhere in between. Um, and we advise them on it. So we have an email that I'm going to read. And pay attention, take notes, or I'm don't. Excited. Doesn't matter. Um, and we can all kind of 
pitch in on what we think they should do. Perfect. Also, yeah. like, you can jump in, too. Like, yeah. if you're like, wait, I want to say something about this, like... Okay. Okay. Don't feel like I have this to read the whole thing. This is just girls talking about stuff, so mm-hmm. just okay. jump in. Ooh, mm-hmm. I love this. Okay. This one is titled, Please Help. Am I responsible for my ex-best friend's happiness? No. no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. We're done. Okay, we're done. That's a wrap. <laughs> um, they want to be anonymous, so no name. They write, hi, Ashley and Taryn. My name is Anonymous, haha, and I have been a weekly listener since the pandemic started in 2020. I'm a 21-year-old woman and an Enneagram 3 wing 2 on the Enneagram. Wait, do you guys know your numbers? Mm-hmm. What? I think I do. Oh, we should have never done that. Okay, well, you need to take the test, and then we'll More tell homework. you all you need to Double know about survivor. yourself. Survivor. I got to do the Enneagram <laughs> test. Do you know uh, what number you are? I think so, but I can't. I think I'm three of them, though. I'm like a wing one then with something else. Probably. Okay, yeah. I think I'm an eight wing seven with a three or seven what? wing eight with a three. So you're probably eight, yeah, eight, which is the challenger and then the enthusiast. Yes. So like life yeah. of the party, but also I'll call you out if yes, I need yes, to. Yes, yes, Wait, yes. that oh, is yeah. so her. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't even know what this test is. No, that that's is amazing. Her. What's the number three again? Number three per, like, is kind of like the perfectionist, a little bit driven, a little very work focused and success driven. Mm-hmm. In like every aspect She's of all, life. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Yeah. No, these sound yeah. about right. Actually, Nicole, our mutual friend, yes. she made me do it. That was one of the other small things. Yeah. We have Nicole. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, you have to take it. Have to take my it. entire side note, my entire L.A. friend group, anyone I know from L.A., it stems from me having known her. It's just the weirdest. It's just the weirdest thing. Weird. That's how you make friends in L.A. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. it's Find always you meet person. one person and then like the whole world opens up. It's so weird. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the Enneagram is a personality test that we heavily lean into. Um, she is a three wing two, which means she's extremely success driven and focused. Uh, she continues. She's a college graduate as of this past month. She writes this email will be kind of long, but my situation has been brewing for multiple years. So I need to provide some background. What I need advice on is how to move forward with the relationship with my former college roommate. Let's call her Mary. We were roommates for three and a half years. In college, for freshman and most of our sophomore year, we were best friends who spent all of our time together. Although she did not have a lot of friends other than me, we had lots in common and spent so much time together, especially during COVID. Everything changed at the end of sophomore year when Mary started dating a new boy. Let's call him Jack. It's always a boy. Always Jack. Jack. Literally always. It's freaking Jack. (laughs) (laughs) My issues with Mary dating Jack were threefold. First of all, she started dating Jack just three days after ending a two and a half year relationship with another guy. Okay. Damn. Second, she started dating Jack very secretively and would lie to me about where she was whenever she would hang out with him. And third, Jack was already dating one of Mary's close friends when Mary and Jack started going out. If that's wait, not wait, the trifecta. Yeah, I'm a little confused. Uh-huh. Wait, repeat the last one. Jack was already dating one of Mary's close friends when Mary and Jack started going out. And she writes, and Mary didn't care about that girl's feelings. So Mary broke up with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Three days later, she started She's dating Jack. Jack, who's dating one of her friends. Yes. That yeah. she doesn't care about. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Complicated. And very. being secretive, rightfully so. Yeah. yeah. Now we <laughs> understand why she's, why she's being, so secretive. She's being very sly for a reason. Um, As you can imagine, this whole situation was very unsettling and it made me begin to question the kind of person and friend that Mary really was. We barely spoke this summer after she started dating Jack, but I gave her the benefit of the doubt and we roomed together again for a third year. She was, she writes in all caps, completely different. 
She dressed and acted differently, had a different sense of humor, isolated herself from socializing with any of our other suite mates, and would spend a minimum of two hours a day on the phone with her boyfriend. We grew distant, and I began to prioritize other friendships. Smart girl. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) The summer before senior year, she reached out saying that she wanted to rekindle our friendship. So we got together and she apologized for how our friendship had changed. And she acknowledged that she made Jack too much of a priority in her life. I accepted her apology and we agreed to live together senior year, but in separate rooms. The night before the move-in day, yes, you read that correct, the night before, she calls me and says she wants to bring a pet to live with us. And for context, I am extremely allergic to that kind of pet. So I was very confused, upset, and angry that she was throwing all of this at me the night before I was moving and giving me no time to change sweets. And she said she needed to prioritize herself and her own feelings and that she was shocked that I wasn't more understanding. The morning of the move-in, she called to tell me that she was reconsidering the pet. So thank God for that. But all throughout the final semester together, things were okay between us, but always very surface level. She would sleep at Jack's house three out of three to five nights out of the week, so I rarely saw her. And when she was here, she would isolate herself in her room. I began to prioritize my time and my other friendships and realized that I didn't really know her as a friend anymore. And here's where things get tricky. During the last week of school, Mary cried to me multiple times saying that she feels lonely because she has so few friends. I felt very awkward during these conversations because I do not consider her to be a close friend anymore, just someone that I'm friendly with. I do not know how to comfort my ex-best friend on her regrets on not having many friends. During these conversations, she did not acknowledge how absent she was our senior year or bring up the pet fiasco. I'm wondering if you have any advice on how I should move forward. Do I cut her off completely? Do I reach out and try to rekindle things? Do I wait for her to make the first move? Which, by the way, she's never done. I'm feeling very confused and I need some advice. With lots of gratitude, anonymous. She writes, P.S. She never ended up bringing the pet on campus. LOL. (laughs) Woof. Woof. Well, this sounds like an exhausting friendship. Yeah. At a certain point, you do have to, like, look at the friendship and just... And just look and see if things are fair. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's obviously friendships fluctuate. Sometimes it leans one way. Sometimes it leans the other way. Mm-hmm. And that's just life. But to, at a certain point, you have to be like, am I, is this healthy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this always on her mm-hmm. side? Because that's not fair. Yeah. I mean, I think if it were me, one, if she's not like really reaching out or putting out the effort, I don't feel like she, wait. Anonymous needs to be anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, who's Mary? Yeah. But also, I feel like if you really value this friendship with Mary and it's something that you think that could be a long-term friendship, mm-hmm. then I say you can put in the work. But if it were me, I'd be like ruthlessly honest about how I yeah. feel about everything. Yeah. Because you don't want the same patterns to happen again. And you don't want to resent your friend because it sounds like there's like some resentment there already. Yeah. Rightfully so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like they could never move forward with a friendship with anonymous having this resentment right now it's like unspoken. she would have to like it, let's say i i personally don't think that anonymous she should reach out to mary yeah because it's like if let's say mary reached out to her and like wanted to you know rekindle the friendship again blah 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 for like a second or third time whatever and she's feeling forgiving mm-hmm. then okay they'll have to have a conversation about it yeah. but if not i still think she should be like hey like to be honest this is what you did. Yeah. This is how it made me feel. And like, I just don't really think this is going to work. Yeah. That's what I would do. Well, and like, 
they're it's post grad now, so we're all adults. Yeah, you know. Exactly. And if she is wanting, if the the friend, not anonymous, if the friend's wanting to rekindle a friendship, then I would say at this point, if that's on her to mm-hmm. make those steps and Definitely. to take those first steps and to prioritize anonymous, because yeah. anonymous has been there just like. Yeah. on the side just kind of waiting around and and moved on rightfully so which i'm very proud of you anonymous for like she said yeah, she she started prioritizing herself her mm-hmm. time and making other friendships which is amazing um i love that she took care of herself in that way but i don't think it's her responsibility in any way to rekindle this friendship unless she wants to right unless she's feeling like she misses that friendship and i'm sure like obviously we just heard i'm sure they had you know good times and like yeah. fun together and that's probably why she's writing about yeah. it yeah she said the first two years were great yeah but also after college if you don't live in the same place maintaining friendships can be so yes. hard mm-hmm. like i think it's the older you get yes yeah, it's it gets so hard. hard it's like crazy so i think you really have to be like when someone texts you like what is your reaction like when mary's pops up is it like oh dread or is it you know what i mean i think like do a self check-in and see how she feels yeah yeah actually i really like that i think mary sounds like uh like a wrecking ball type person like she's not she doesn't think about who's in her vicinity who she's affecting just by like this stuff with the like this guy's dating a girl that's her friend, by the mm-hmm. way. That was, like, oh, spe- yeah. specific. Yeah. Like, it was Mary's friend the guy was dating. Yeah. She didn't care. Like, she jumped from a relationship to another, which could be a place of, like, hurting, like, right? Like, that was her Band-Aid. But I also thought it was very interesting the way, like, they had broken up, like, weren't really friends. And then right before she needed a roommate, all of a sudden yeah. she wants to, like, rekindle the relationship. Mm. And then selfish. all of a sudden she's not there, not putting any mm-hmm. effort. Like, that felt like a calculated thing. Um, and then I can't imagine, like, you being, like, I'm allergic to something. And I'm, like, that is selfish. That you won't, yeah. like, like, that's, like, a medical. You bringing a yeah, cat right. into our place, so, I'd be, like, I will die. I, I, I cannot <laughs> breathe. Yeah. And, consider it. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. In the midst of all that, her sitting and crying saying, oh, I don't have friends, like, I feel like at that point I would have been like, okay, maybe you are just completely unaware of like how you impact people. So I'm going to tell you exactly what kind of friend you are. But I just feel like she's in a place where she's thinking about number one and what she needs. And it doesn't matter what what happens. She's going to get what she wants. And that's a very hard person to pursue a relationship with. So I think you either need to be able to put expectations aside Take her for who she is and what she's able to offer at this point. Mm-hmm. Or you need to create a boundary to, like, not be hurt. But there is a lot of – I mean, we all picked up on that. There's a lot of resentment. Yeah. There's a lot of hurt. So I feel like moving forward, you either need to, like, let that go. Or if you do continue a friendship, you can't be like, well, I'm going to be your friend hoping she gets better. People are – when people tell you who they are, you have to listen. Like That's what I was going to say is I feel like this specific age, college and post-college – people are becoming who they're going to be, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of change going on. And obviously it sounds like Mary is like finding her her way in life. But also you have to pay attention to like the path that they choose. And if this is who she's becoming, then it, then it's okay to be like, love that for you, but that's not that's not the path I'm going on and that's not the type of friend I need in my life. And I think it's it's important to kind of pay attention to friends at that time frame in life and see where they're headed 
mm-hmm. where where life is kind of taking them and what type of person they're becoming because that's probably who they're going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think people can change, but I think it's very rare. So if if she is more of a self-centered person, then like great, love that for her, but I need someone who's a little more loving, giving, aware of me. Yeah. <laughs> in every aspect. Mm-hmm. And doesn't just need a roommate. Yeah. So <laughs> roommates are hard. I've had some rough ones. <laughs> especially during college oh my god but that's what I mean like that's just like that's just the college experience Mm -hmm. um but I think what it comes down to in summation I think what it comes down to is anonymous you need to decide if this person is worthy of being in your life Mm -hmm. right we need to sit down look at what she's bringing to the table look at what you're bringing to the table if the scale is leaning towards you bringing everything and her not really doing anything then maybe you distance yourself you don't have to cut her out of your life completely obviously you guys have beautiful memories together in the first years of college. Um, so maybe, maybe some distance or if you want to rekindle it, you can, but that's not your responsibility. That's you choosing to take on that yeah. project. Yeah. And, if <laughs> and it des- will be a project. And if you decide to rekindle, just remember, just be super honest about yeah, everything. So it doesn't happen again. And maybe have different expectations of what the friendship will be because it's probably not going to be how it was, mm-hmm. you know? So maybe if you do want to rekindle it, maybe look for just a friendship, not a best friendship. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think we need to normalize like having boundaries, but like you don't have to completely cut people out of your life. Like you can, mm-hmm. I have so many friends that like, if I would have just met them now, I probably wouldn't like pursue a friendship, but we've been through life I don't agree with the way they live their life. They probably don't agree with the way I live mine. But I still can, like, reach out and say what's up. Or if they're in town, we can hang out. And, like, I think kind of what you were saying, like, it's when you get older, like, your capacity for what you have to focus on, like, you don't have the time when you're younger where your friends are everything. Like, you're with them 24-7. So it's okay to, like, create those boundaries and space and take them for what they're able to give and then – move on like find other people to invest in if you're looking for that like stability and emotional support and if you only have time for a coffee date every other month or something like that that's That's fine yeah Yeah. it doesn't have to be 24 7 yeah oof gotta have you guys been through a friend breakup Yes. yes, and we actually have a really good podcast episode on friendship breakup. Oh my so god, shout, shout it out! Shout it out, yeah, guys. Um, I forget. It's called that. "How to Break Up with Your Friends." I forget what number it is. Um, right now. Oh my gosh! Okay, perfect. But yeah. friendship breakups. This is why I understand. Like, are so emotional, devastating. Yeah. Like, yep. d- depending on like the friendship and the stage of your mm-hmm. life, it could feel like your world is shattering. So Absolutely. even if someone can be a shitty friend, you still don't want to lose that friendship yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's easy to be like, Oh, just cut them off. Like, okay, yeah. well, it, yeah. it's really not. It's <laughs> right. Like, yeah. but the but last Mary together. was so great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I had to like one, a uh, recent friendship that ended like a couple years ago. Like I was for months, like I could oh, not yeah. eat. I felt like I couldn't sleep. Like yeah. I had so much anxiety about it. Like it was like a breakup. Like we only yeah. talk about breakups in like a romantic setting with yeah. a partner, but yeah. friendship breakups, like it's fucking hard. It's, and, yeah. like, it's in so many ways worse. It's yeah. It, yeah. Cause I don't think you expect in friendships, you don't expect like, 
even when you're like, oh, I love this guy. I'm head over heels. Like until like you got a ring on it, like you're kind of still in the back of your mind. Statistically, like, it's probably you not never know. Work out. Like yeah. you never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my like. And when those people leave, you have your friends. Like you have your. I feel like their support they're, system. They're a support that like you don't expect to not be there. Yeah. And yeah. when they leave, they take all of the like secrets you've confided. The like mm-hmm. stories. So you many share. secrets it's, you've yeah, confided. It's raw. So many <sighs> the secrets. Yeah. Oh, good um, luck. I hope she figures it out. Good luck, girl. I hope she figures it out too. Yeah. Write us a um, update. I, I love, love updates. I would love to Give know. Give us an update. Um. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. I feel like this felt so like natural and genuine Very talking natural. with you guys. Um. Make sure you check them out. I'm gonna have you guys shout out all your stuff. And also, we're right after this we're report. Reporting love. We're recording <laughs> um, an episode that's going to go live on their channel as well. So after you listen to this, go head on over and listen to that. But we'll have the link in our share. Share all the ways they can follow you guys individually, you guys together. We want to know all the things. I said description like it was a YouTube channel. <laughs> it's in the description. I was like, ah, oh, shoot. <laughs> well, thank you for having us. This was so fun. I'm glad we finally got to do this. Um, uh, my Instagram and. TikTok everywhere is Rayanne Langis, R-A-E-A-N-N-L-A-N-G-A-S. And then we're at Confident Collective. Yeah, yes. buddy. And you can follow me everywhere at Christina Zias. It's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-Z-I-A-S. And our, um, since we're doing a podcast swap, our portion of it, we're going to share a couple different stories and get everyone's advice on it. So I feel like if you want more advice and more juicy stories, it's yes. like the perfect continuation for that. you. <laughs> so... Come on Love over. This. And welcome to the Confidence Collective family. Oh, oh my God. Thank, thank, thank you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. 
Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.